Well, Ken, Elizabeth, this is not the first time we've seen or heard of the Momo Challenge. YouTube, which is sitting right behind me, in a statement said they haven't seen any recent evidence of it, but maintains that the videos like this one are against their policies. Whether viral internet hoax or legitimate cause for concern, the fear of children's YouTube videos embedded with this. Mama, mama, mama's gonna kill you is popping up again. A warning was issued by schools in the UK and police in Ireland. This piece of Japanese art spliced in the middle of children's videos like Peppa Pig and Fortnite. It's called the Momo Challenge. Yeah, and we've all more than likely seen the creature on the internet, also known as Momo. It's been actually trending online this week. The hoax causing panic among parents and for little five-year-old Albuquerque boy. <laughs> Dagon, Bale, Moloch, Slenderman, the Grinning Man, Momo. Do these things represent a real, tangible being behind them? In other words, when you see that idol, we know that an idol in and of itself, essence-wise, is nothing. Use piece of wood, a piece of stone, uh, a trinket of some kind. But the question is, does it represent behind it a real, tangible being on the other side of the veil? It's always been fascinating to me that the very beginning of the Bible tells us, in a sense, a two-part reality. I'm not going to use the word dimension, but reality. God created the heaven and the earth. And what's fascinating is you have God who is spirit, according to the Bible, creating in this world, which is a material world. It's always been interesting as well in the book of Exodus that when God judged the Egyptians and Pharaoh on the night of the Passover, he did not just judge the Egyptians, he judged the gods. In Exodus chapter 12, I believe it's verse 12 if you look at it. And so you see a picture of Baal, or a statue of an idol of Baal, of Moloch, of Dagon, of Shiva, of what they call quote-unquote Mary. And you have to ask yourself, is there something behind the image? Is there something behind Slender Man? Is there something behind Grinning Man? Is there something behind the men in dark suits? Is there something behind Momo? Momo, as far as a craze, has kind of come and gone. But we're using the term Momo and the concept of Momo to ask the question that we have just asked, and that is, what lies beyond? We see the shadow. Is there a substance? In an article some time ago, it states, police have warned parents that Momo has returned with a vengeance and is appearing in Baby Shark videos. Now, obviously this is a, a, a couple years old, and we do thank the Lord for the passing of the fad of Baby Shark. There is, next to the level of Satan and the Antichrist, whoever came up with the concept and the song and the idea of Baby Shark. But, 
The article states that Momo, one of the most frightening and I would argue demonic figures online, now being, a be, a, a, being embedded and appearing in Baby Shark videos. Momo appears to tell viewers to look for a knife and cut themselves in new videos, according to reports. The disturbing avatar, if we can use the term avatar, some may argue tulpa, but the disturbing avatar for Momo was created by a Japanese artist. The Momo challenge is what has made headlines. Momo challenge surged specifically on WhatsApp users as they were enticed to contact Momo, a scary looking female figure with bulging eyes. Now, if you have not seen Momo, let me introduce you to the avatar Momo. Now, the Momo challenge, after contacting the character, users were said to receive graphic images along with instructions to perform dangerous tasks like cutting themselves and even suicide. There was one group that said that there is no real evidence to confirm that anyone has actually physically harmed themselves based upon the Momo challenge. But some police believe that it has returned in videos. And the videos are not just being seen in general, they are videos geared toward children. Isn't it interesting and fascinating how within the last several years, it is as if our children, just like in Sodom, have come under direct attack. I was just talking with our producer a few minutes ago while we were getting a cup of coffee, and it's like, what is driving the whole trans thing? Why are they pushing it so hard, gearing it towards our children. It's for the children. We teach the children. Now some have claimed that this Momo challenge is resurfacing in Baby Shark videos, sing-along videos, and that millions of people are seeing this, oftentimes unaware. According to local media, there is one video which features the character saying, Hi, I am Momo. I want to play with you. Look for a knife in your kitchen and cut your little hands. If you do not do it, Momo will come for you. That's creepy. That's creepy. That is, in essence, a suicide game. According to one computer crime investigation unit in uh, the Mexican state of Tabasco, the game started on Facebook where members were challenged to communicate with an unknown number. Several users have reportedly claimed that Momo responds with violent images and players are threatened if they refuse to follow the game's orders and dares. However, it is not clear what the number is, although several fake numbers have reportedly been posted online. The avatar used by Momo is an image of a woman with grotesque features and bulging eyes. It is from a sculpture created by special effects outfit Link Factory and was recently featured in a display at an art gallery in Tokyo, Japan. A police social media campaign warned parents, no, Momo does not exist. Mm. We'll come back to that. No, Momo does not exist. It is an old viral character that has resurfaced with some damaging modifications. Depends on what the meaning of exist is, doesn't it? What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, 
what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. One police officer said, we have to work together with families and communities to allow it not to spread. Authorities announced that they were investigating numerous videos while asking parents to, quote, supervise what videos their children watch online, especially the younger ones, end quote. Well, therein lies probably the greatest problem that is even more scary than Momo, and that is our children have children raising them that do not watch what they watch on video. The police have asked citizens to report anything suspicious they see on social media immediately. Momo has been linked to a series, though, of reported suicides among youngsters across the globe in countries including America, the UK, Colombia, Argentina, and India. So again, what exactly is Momo? Originally, Momo was created by Kisuki Eso Esiwaha. Yeah, I said that. It was a sculpture that was created in the summer of 2016, which he named the sculpture of Geisha Bird or the Tiger Bird, which is a fascinating thing because the Bible connects demons with birds. On August 15th through the 27th, 2016, he gave the sculpture to the group exhibition known as the Ghost Gallery in Tokyo. In 2018, People started stealing images of the sculpture and started building the name Momo for the sculpture, which would lead Momo to start giving children dangerous tasks to harm themselves. Aso did not give any permission or allow anyone to create a legend out of his sculpture. He also says that he was, has complex feelings about Momo existing, and he enjoyed reading various urban legends such as Mouth Split Woman and Human Dog. He also stated that he is highly against the idea of children getting harmed, especially over his sculpture and the legend. Now, in 2018, it really took off. There were speculations that she was created by just the, the, the actual Tulpa figure, the actual background of the whole thing was created by Instagram users. However, Momo was actually created, as we already stated, by Link Factory. The real name of the sculpture is called Mother Bird. The story of Momo started spreading and it got bigger and bigger when YouTube user Gloomy House created a video talking about the legend. He goes on to state that there are different phone numbers which you can use to contact Momo on WhatsApp. Once the person gets in contact with Momo, the person behind Momo will start linking all of the personal data and information about the person. It's a scam. Sometimes Momo will start even sending very graphic images toward the people that contacted her. It was reported that a 14-year-old had contact with Momo, which escalated in the boy screaming rapidly. When the mother boy entered the room, she found the chat log with Momo. Momo sent the boy of a photo of a drawing and two graphical disturbing videos which escalated in the boy having a seizure making the boy uh, making the mother bring the boy to the hospital it was also reported that a 12 year old girl committed suicide by hanging herself on a tree in the family's backyard the investigation goes on to say that the motive for her suicide was having contact with momo the girl recorded the activities prior to the suicide on her telephone. By 2019, it was spreading graphically. In 2019, a famous American actress widely known as Kim Kardashian shared on her Instagram profile a post created by another woman which warns the parents about the Momo challenge. 
because Momo started appearing in various YouTube videos and cartoons. A five-year-old boy called the police because of Momo. The boy was watching a cartoon and the video cut to a photograph of Momo threatening the boy that she is going to kill him. Another video showed Momo's face with a hypnotic spiral in the background. In the video, Momo told the viewer, kids, as she referred to them, to grab a sharp tool from either their dad's garage or get a knife from their mom's kitchen. She then instructed the viewer to cut their wrist with a sharp tool and to not stop until they see a lot of blood coming out. She then threatened the viewer that if they would not do that, she would find them in their sleep. Well, in response to the controversy, the author of Momo had confirmed that he had dismantled the original sculpture when it began to rot. He stated that the children can be reassured Momo is dead, she doesn't exist, and the curse is gone. Huh. He did state that he salvaged an eye from the original sculpture. Okay. After the 2019 spreading, the YouTube company responded to all of the controversy, stating that they didn't find and receive any videos which were promoting the Momo legend on YouTube. Now, Momo even cropped up in certain movies. On July 10th, 2019, Deadline reported that Orion Pictures and Vertigo Entertainment would partner on a film based on the Momo Challenge viral hoax as well as the sculpture. The film would be produced by a Japanese company with adaptation of Stephen King's It involved in it. According to the report, the film may rely on both the viral story of the Momo Challenge and the basis for the sculpture, The Legend of Abume, a venomous child-snatching bird of Japanese lore. Momo also cropped up in music. In 2019, an audio file about Momo got supposedly leaked on the dark web. The original audio comes from a Canadian police interview. On the audio file, you can hear a traumatized girl speaking about Momo. Once the audio got leaked, someone took the audio and created a song out of the girl's voice. The song was allegedly used in the Momo videos posted on YouTube, YouTube's kids' apps. Momo also cropped up in video games. She appears in the Game Jolt video game named Momo and serves as the main antagonist. In the game, the player has to do various tasks before getting rescued, such as searching, hiding, and closing doors. The goal is to try and survive until 0 hundred hours. If succeeded, the police will come over and help the player escape. There's also a Momo chat line. That's right. On July 22, 2018, another user by the name of RecordGuy626 uploaded on Game Jolt a game named Momo Chatline. In the game, the player chats with Momo, and Momo sends very scary images to the player. If the player quits the chat room, the player gets jump scared. The game is supposed to be a remake of the original urban legend. So, what is Momo? What is Slenderman? What is Dagon? What is Moloch? Could it be that they are tulpas? What is a tulpa? Well, Brandon Hall writes in 2019, right around the time of the height of this, many cultures around the world believe that a person's thoughts have the power to change the way life turns out. Some even say that thinking about certain things will invite those events to come into our world. Certain stu studies definitely suggest that there might be some truth to this. 
Optimists, for example, are more likely to be successful than pessimists. For the most part, it's almost accepted that there is some truth to the idea of having thoughts and intentions change life around us. But what if thoughts could do more than just change luck? What if, by some strange power, he asks, they could take on a life of their own? In Tibetan culture, it's believed that a person can create something called a tulpa. And what it's supposed to be suggests that our minds are more powerful than we really think them to be. Now that that concept has become more popular on the net, people are actively trying to create their own tulpas. But is this really a good idea? Now I would submit to you what they're actually trying to do is create a venue through which spirit beings can manifest themselves in this world. So he asks, what is a tulpa? A tulpa is a thought form that is so heavily concentrated upon, it ends up taking on a life of its own, much like an imaginary friend. A tulpa starts out as a character that's thought up by a person. However, after much thought about said character, the character starts to develop a personality independent of the thinkers. Now, I remember this, this has come back around us a little bit because if you've watched Stranger Things, and you should, <laughs> if you've watched Stranger Things back in the 80s, when they were in their, in their uh, den, one of the things that we used to play was a game called Dungeons and Dragons. My, how the preachers railed against it. The fundamentalists, oh my goodness alive, they railed against Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to kill your kids. Your kids are going to be demon-possessed. It's a role-playing game. It's wicked. It's of the devil, yada, yada, yada. And if you roll the wrong number, Ozzy Osbourne's going to materialize in your room and eat your children. I mean, it's going to be horrible. Rock and roll! We laughed at them. We, <laughs> we laughed at these... Uh, fundamentalist preachers, so silly, Dungeons and Dragons. What was so bad about creating a character connected with magic? Identifying yourself with that character, focusing on that character, becoming invested in that character, loving that character, treating that character as if it was alive and had its own thoughts and its own mind and its own journey, its own hero story. Well, what you're describing is a tulpa. Since the internet began to get interested in this idea, the concept of tulpas have started to evolve and diverge. The concept of a tulpa in the traditional Tibetan form and more modern concept are very different, even going so far as to have different methods to create them. So one would ask, how is a tulpa created? Well, the writer here states that it depends on whether you believe the tales of Old World Tibet or if you are a fan of more modern mythos. In both mythologies, a tulpa is made by concentrating heavily on creating a fictional character until it starts gaining sentience on its own. Hmm. You mean kind of like an AI chat box? We digress. That's another subject for another time. The creator will think of everything regarding the tulpa, including its personality, its appearance, as well as its preferences. In time, the thought form starts to become more and more real. However, that's where the creational step stops being the same. In the realm of Tibetan lore, tulpa creations also involve meditation, as well as possibly using certain rituals to strengthen it. Among more modern incarnations of the myth, regularly 
talking to it and emphasizing your belief in the tulpa will help. In Tibet, tulpas are fairly serious business and are viewed as a thought form that becomes its own being. In the 11th century, creating a tulpa was considered to be an exercise in creating your own deity. The idea was that students should be able to see that all deities are exercises of the human mind. Students who accepted the deity as true were seen as failures. That being said, students would have a lot of reason to feel like the tulpa was a legitimate deity. After the person creates a tulpa, it starts having its own personality and thoughts that are totally parallel to the creator's. But that's not all that happens. Rather, that's just the start of what occurs when a tulpa is made. Tulpas start becoming increasingly powerful after they're created. Now, that little phrase there catches my attention. One of the things you'll find in demon possession and demonology is that the initial encounters with demonic forces is not frightening, it's enticing. One of the things you'll find is that when people mess around with Ouija boards or uh, Charlie Charlie or anything like that is it's enticing. There's something there. You can ask questions and it lures and pulls you in, but they grow, they grow more powerful. The article goes on to state, at first the creator will only see glimpses of the tulpa out of the corner of their eye. Ooh, sounds like shadow people. Have you ever seen something out of the corner of your eye? Have you ever been looking? Maybe in the dark. Maybe you wake up or walk into a room or look down a hallway and you feel like you can see something there. But after seeing it out of the corner of their eye, they begin to grow in visibility. After a while, they will be able to see the tulpa stand beside them. Soon others start seeing the tulpa. Then the tulpa starts to be capable of interacting with real life objects. According to some lore, powerful tulpas can go out to do tasks, can be sent to meet others, or could even be created to harm others. In some rare cases, tulpas may actually buck the control of the creator and turn against them, the results can be fatal. According to Tibetan belief, a tulpa is only as powerful as the thoughts it came from. A tulpa that came about from someone who was unfocused or didn't take part in serious meditation might not really have a very corporal form or may just seem like a gray mist. On the other hand, a tulpa that is made from an extremely powerful thought could quickly become godlike in their power. The question is, do topos always turn against their creators? And the answer in the article is not always. However, it's often a matter of being better to be safe than sorry. Generally speaking, the practice of creating topos is considered to be something that only experienced monks should do. Moreover, it is also meant to be a test of understanding the world around you. So, what are we dealing with here? What are we dealing with? Some people think that modern tulpas are simply a matter of mental illness. It's clear that traditional and modern tulpa creations are very different, even when it comes to the reasons that they're made. The concept of concocting hallucinations that live in your mind doesn't seem healthy and truthfully is regarded as dangerous by many therapists. Well, I regard many therapists as dangerous. Emotional damage. Again, that's another show for another time. That being said, many of the people who are in modern 
Tulpa Manson community claim that having these thought forms and personalities helps them become better people. Some even claim that the concept helps them become more outgoing with people around them and improves their ability to enjoy life. So it's not fully certain how healthy or unhealthy this practice is. Oh no, it is crystal clear how unhealthy the practice is. Can people see modern tulpas? In modern tulpa circles, it's generally accepted that only people who will be able to see them or interact with the tulpa is the person who made it. That's interesting. But there is a danger. Some people believe that the danger is far more prevalent than we realize. One of the most famous cautionary tales comes from French explorer named Alexandra David Neal. Neal studied Tibetan religion during her travels and eventually attempted to create a tulpa. Her tulpa was meant to be a fat, jolly monk who would follow her around. At first, nothing really happened, but she stated that quickly changed. Soon, she started seeing the heavy-set form of a monk flit around the corners of her room. The tulpa then started to appear to her, then to others, and then started to talk to her. And that's when problems arose. The monk, once joyous and plump, started to get more slender. As he lost weight, he started to become more menacing. People started to remark about the malevolent being around Dr. Neil, though the Topol would only interact with her. Eventually, Neil began to fear for her life. Neil realized she needed to work against the creature she created, and with the help of some Tibetan monks, she was able to get rid of the being. But Neil never quite forgot what happened in Tibet, and it haunted her till the day she died. Oddly enough, Dr. Neil's story isn't the only cautionary tale against tulpamancy. Traditional beliefs about tulpas regularly suggest that these beings can grow resentful of their creators, the tasks that they are expected to perform. Some rumors even suggest that tulpas can grow to kill their creators. Of course, you have to ask yourself exactly what the image of the beast is in Revelation 13. What exactly is the image of the beast? And how interesting that that text states that they were able to give life to the image of the beast. A topa, the image of the beast. AI, and a topa. Momo, and what lies behind the veil. At night shall come when you are in bed. In the morning, you will be dead. Dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. They worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him?